0: Good morning, everyone. And if you are in another time zone, uh, greetings for the day and uh, welcome to another interesting episode that we will bring to you. This is quite interesting today because I'm, I'm touching a topic that I have not touched earlier, right? And this is more around education and why management education is relevant and very important and maybe even more important than in the past. As you know, these are interesting times and for every industry. And some years ago, doing an MBA was the way to enhance your skills and further your career. And it was an obvious choice for most of us, at least when I was growing up. Like every industry, this, this also has gone through some metamorphosis and it wasn't an obvious choice some years later. And initially it did not matter where you do your MBA from. And then it started mattering and it was no longer the ticket that everybody thought it was for, for your career. And at some point, quality of the education started uh, becoming more and more important. And it did matter where you did your MBA from and how good was the MBA curriculum. And as a result, many other institutes, which were probably not up to the mark, started falling by the wayside, which is which happens in every industry, by the way. Every, every product, service that comes to market sees that cycle. Initially, nobody asked why, and then when people start asking why, it becomes a little complicated so some institutes started closing down but at the same time there was another interesting phenomena which is basically that the established institute started you know new courses and like in you know, entrepreneurship and social media management and sports management and those kind of um, MBAs. so which was a comeback of sorts and in some ways right so and then, of course, the trend in the last two three years, where the world's top employers started publicly saying that they did not need a degree from candidates who wanted a job with them. I mean, really, was, can we stop and um, think about? It? Of course, many companies have said this. The jury is out how serious they are about this. Maybe for some jobs it is quite uh, feasible, but for some others it is not feasible. And of course the question that, you know, do I need an MBA? Is it still the dream ticket that I had? Is it still valid? All those questions then started becoming more and more relevant. And almost as if to balance this trend, uh, the MBA institutes have started in improving their investment. Only recently, uh, those of who have joined from India would uh, know that uh, a top industrial house in India has announced a new MBA school in uh, to be set up in Mumbai. Uh, now this in- group known for doing things well so it would not start something without enough thought and not unless it is going to be world-class. So in today's episode we will explore these questions and some related questions and of course I'm hoping that this show this episode is useful to young MBA students as well as students and other professionals who are keen to do an MBA. And of course before we get there welcome to the show this is called Manage Better Show. I am Anshu Mantivari, your host. And before we jump into the episode, a quick reminder that you can find all the episodes, previous episodes on my website, www.managebetter.in. And uh, I'm quite easy to find on YouTube, same name, same show. If you subscribe, you get all the past episodes and of course, alerts to the future episodes. And uh, if you're the podcast type the audio type, then this show is also available on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, all major podcasts. So, so with that, uh, and of course, if you do want to find me on LinkedIn, you can always find um, and connect and get more links to more such episodes. Coming to the episode today, today's guest is extremely special for me. She was one of my teachers when I did my MBA and is now director of the same Institute friends, I'm delighted to bring professor, Dr. Monica Khanna, hello, ma'am. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Prof. Um, the director of the KJ Sumaya Institute of Management and also the dean of the Faculty of Management Studies for the Sumaya, which It's situated in Mumbai. Dr. Khanna is is experienced academic and professional with around thirty years of experience in industry and academia. Uh, so good balance, you know. That's that's why one of you know students throng her lectures. And her specializations are um, brand management, marketing research, service marketing. And those kind of things. And of course, uh, she has won several awards, uh, including the India Centre and the London Business School Awards for Excellence in Teaching and uh, with the Bombay Management Association as well. And very recently, the YK Bhushan Award for 100 Most Dedicated Teachers in India. She's also an elected member of the Executive Council of the All India Management Association, Uh, so a very uh, well-rounded career in management and education. And I thought no better guests than for today's show. to What is happening to management education? Uh, why is it uh, still extremely relevant? Why will it be relevant in the future? And what is changing around those? So I have some of you had sent in questions, so I have those questions for Professor Khanna, and we will very quickly get into it. But and uh, but delighted to have you. Any opening comments you have before we jump into the questions?
1: Thank you very much, Anshuman, for. Thinking of calling me for your prestigious podcast. I would like to also say that it's my honor uh, today to be interviewed by my very own student. It, you know, validates uh, whatever we have been teaching, you know, and when our student grows up and I mean, this is, and he acquires a good status, I think this is really the, there cannot be a better proof, so to say, to validate our management education that we have imparted to you. And these are exciting times, a lot of changes happening in the field of management and management education.
0: Thank you, Professor, thank you. So so that sets the stage for getting into some of the questions that uh, our audience have sent in advance. And I've tried to bring in the topics together so that we we can keep rolling with the questions. So sure. first, first and foremost, the question that I, I started the session with a prelude that these are slightly confusing times, you know, many MBA institutes and, and programs starting new kind of, like I said, in sports management and media management and other kind of MBAs, both internationally and in India. So it's not a local trend or anything. So that is a very healthy trend because, you know, every field needs some kind of a, a management expertise. And at the same time, some large employers globally are talking that, you know, we don't necessarily need a degree for some courses. So there is obviously a difference. If There is a trend also that many of these large employers are actually technology employers so do not necessarily need. But in this context, um, do we really need an MBA? And, and who should consider doing an MBA and why?
1: Okay. Thank you uh, so much. I think, as you have said, these are a little uh, confusing times. And uh, I mean, I think out of chaos comes a lot of order. So I do believe that you know, management earlier the MBA was more of uh, management of business administration. But today I do believe it's about management of opportunities, management of challenges, and there are so many say, that are happening in the women, even more relevant because uh, or it gives the student all the functions of business administration. Now, whether it could be a finance, it could be HR, it could be in marketing, it could be logistics supply chain. So when you are uh, doing an MBA, you get, of course, you have come to a level with some qualifications, but the management is something that gives us a whole view and it prepares us uh, better to handle the challenges in the uh, business environment. I also believe that considering the pace of the change that is happening in the uh, business environment and everyone's talking of industry 4.0, industry 5.0, I do believe that, you know, I mean, it's very important that we should have an open mind and at any point in time, an MBA degree is a value addition for the the, uh, student or for the, uh, you know, mid-career or even a senior professional. So there are so many, uh, you know, subjects, so many topics that are coming up. New and new, and they require, you know, our, you know, they require a proper study in order to see to it that you are more, you know, better empowered and you are able to deliver better value at your job. So I do believe that number one is that MBA is even more relevant today than it was yesterday in the stable environment. And another thing is that MBA can be done at any point in time. Yeah, I
0: think uh, so. That's a that's a good segue, ma'am, and and. Most of the people I spoke to while preparing for this episode was that, you know, they all felt that it is, of course, important, but like every industry, there was a time when there was a mad rush for doing an MBA and students did not probably evaluate whether they, uh, where, whether MBA was right for them at that stage in their career and, or if at all, you know, so there is a little bit of, there are quite a few candidates I have met who are extremely technologically uh, savvy and they are they're very good in that section and, and as recru- and as a somebody who hires a lot of people as well i have met a lot of candidates who were fantastic as individual contributors or as people who were in technology and then when we when they added this additional qualification they felt a little lost so probably what you're saying is that there is a little bit of introspection required among students and candidates before they enter but it is very much relevant. So, so thank you for that. Moving on, it's of course uh, one thing to secure a top man, you know, a seat in a top MBA school like yours and then, and, and, but it's extremely difficult or totally different journey on how to use that time well. Many a good student who actually, or even candidate, and I use the word candidate because, you know, MBA today is done by people and should be done by people who have five, six, maybe even more years of experience. So a candidate is, you know, overall word, but once the candidate student gets into the school, how do you think they can use the time very well and, and get better? You know, because the theme of this whole show is manage better. So manage better includes getting better ourselves. Any tips on how to utilize these two years in, in the MBA to get better? And of course, there are some MBAs which are one year as well. So the same tips for them.
1: I think the aspect that the management student, the one who's registering for the uh, program should understand is you have a lot of like-minded individuals who are coming from different parts of maybe India or they're coming from you know, different uh, parts of the world. And you are amongst a set of people you know who are uh, like-minded, who are at that same mental and emotional level. So I think these uh, the time that the student spends one year or two years on the campus. These are wonderful opportunities. For uh, number one is, uh, of course, you have come to learn the management from the faculty, but a lot of uh, learning happens through peers and through uh, networking. And uh, you know, uh, normally institutions they organize a lot of industry interactions, field immersions, and things like that. There are also various platforms which the you know institute might be creating where you know you could be part of, let's say, a, a PR committee or an admissions committee or maybe uh, you know some other committees that are there or the clubs you know hobby clubs and also i think it is a time for the candidate to introspect and to you know to realize his true potential and to actually uh, use this time you know for for a lot of introspection and for direction setting as far as his career is concerned so i mean it is not just a, it's not just an institution where you learn some theory and come out i think it is a time where you can actually apply your knowledge and uh, whatever you're learning in the class, you can actually apply and you can see how it's working. And it's a wonderful opportunity for, as I told you, for uh, networking and uh, peer learning. I mean, and also institutions today are providing state-of-the-art, you know, softwares which include the simulation software. It could be the Bloomberg software. In fact, at our institute, we are setting up a media analytics lab also. So these are opportunities where, you know, these are wonderful learning opportunities. And I do believe it is for the student, for the individual to realize his true and full potential, you know, because at the undergraduate level, at the school level, it is more of, you know, you're getting through the education. You have to get the next set of admissions. But this is here where you can really flower. You can open up your mind and, you know, you can uh, absorb different cultures from, you know, students come from all over the world, different cultures, subcultures, religions i think this type of uh, exposure really broadens the mind of the student so this is how you know the it is uh, it is the onus is on the students to they are able to spend the time on the campus we all have choices we all have opportunity
0: so fair, fair point i think i think professor the way i would summarize what you're saying is that the the choice of getting better is always with the student or the candidate in this case and more and more institutes are actually offering opportunities or avenues for candidates to flower blossom and then you know, get better from where they were. Of course, some will come from maybe very good educational background and then may look for a certain aspect of MBA, but, but the MBA, a good curriculum allows you to get into various aspects of your own personality and also to develop those aspects you know you mentioned several other aspects you know several hobby clubs and you know uh, things that yes. you can actually do yourself right so,
1: so it's a platform which gives you a lot of freedom and flexibility to explore your own potential I think when you yeah. come in I'm sure students uh, when they come into the campus and when they go out to the campus I'm sure there's a marked difference in uh, you know their uh, emotional maturity in the way they their perspective in the way they look at things make decisions. I think these are the things that, you know, are real markers of a management education.
0: Sure. So, very quickly, some questions are coming in. So please audience, you know, friends, keep them coming in. Towards the end of the session, we will pick them up. And even during the session, I will try and merge some of your questions. So thank you. Thank you for your questions. Keep them coming. We will uh, not let the uh, professor go without answering the questions, right? So moving on, the there is another trend in the last few years, and of course it's it's not a totally new trend, but it is the, you know, the massive online education model. And some institutes have even globally some charge for it. There are other platforms like Coursera, Coursera, which is tied up very well. And some Indian, you know, now you can say online learning platforms which are offering many of these services online, right? How are Indian B-schools adjusting to this change? Because this is in a way uh, a threat, right? It's also an opportunity because, you know, obviously we can join um, forces with them. But how are Indian B-schools adjusting to this change? And what are some of the future pedagogical interventions uh, that as an industry you are planning, of course, with reference to your own institute? Yeah, I see
1: one thing I would like to, bring out is that the coursera you know the all these uh, the online uh, educational platforms and the various uh, you know coaching classes and all they are all part of the shadow education system the main education system is always has always been and will i think always be the the university system no doubt mm-hmm. you know changes that are happening in the environment in the educational sector in the ecosystem they are happening But I don't think that, you know, these, uh, the shadow education system can never become the main education system because uh, I do believe the purpose of education, the purpose of a university uh, education is going to be completely different, you know, it is for the young kids and the young students who come into the, you know, to the university system and they acquire a degree, they do a lot of learning and, you know, uh, all personality development and things like that. But of course, you know, the the likes of the Coursera and all, they're providing a lot of opportunities for further enhancing our, you know, the learning for the student. It is modular, it is flexible, and things like that. As an educational institute, as a traditional university system, we do have a lot to uh, learn from them. And uh, some of the things that we are uh, doing is we are also introducing, you know, a lot of uh, electives, so to say, for the students so that they have a bouquet of subjects, you know, which they can, you know, opt for. And it's not just about uh, one size fits all education that we are providing. So I think there is a, uh, there is a lot of learning that's happening, but I think the main, the traditional university system will always remain. And uh, as far as our pedagogy is concerned, I think more and more of it is experiential learning, you know, the basis experiential learning where we provide students with live projects. We give them, you know, we give them summer internship uh, opportunities. Every student goes through summer internship. We engage them a lot in community service activities. Now, this is something which, you know, uh, a shadow educational system may not be able to do. It will only enhance the students' competency and the knowledge base, but the real real traditional university system, I think will still be there, but with a little bit of, uh, you know, changes maybe there'll be more flexibility, there'll be more modularity, there may be multiple entry exit points into the, you know, while you're pursuing a degree. So these things Mm -hmm. definitely are there, and they're all being enhanced by the technology. So I think it is for the individual institutions, you know, to imbibe some of these, you know, the good points and give the value to the student, you
0: know. Fair enough. I think, I think like, like all, all new changes, you know, there is a intersection and a complementary space that can be found and
1: then, right. you
0: know in a in a way what you're saying is that the management institutes are preaching or are now doing what they have been preaching is to adapt to change right so uh, all right. all students are taught to adapt to change and in many ways you've done that and and now that's happening so so fair enough i think you know this was some one of the more common questions which came from students is that you know with with so many courses now available on Coursera, should I even consider a formal education? So as professor said, the primary education is this, and of course you can always keep adding and, and in many ways, like I've done some courses from Coursera and many of the our audience would have done. But what's important is that, you know, you, you know, MBA is not a one-time event in your industry, in your career, you know, you have to keep adding on to it every few years as well. So That will also help.
1: Also, I think the purpose of education, why are you educating yourself? I think the purpose has to be defined uh, by an individual, you know. Are you just something to look for uh, employment? Or are you trying to, you know, enhance, uh, get a holistic view and an overall appreciation of a particular subject? Now, I think that is what the traditional uh, methods, the traditional university system with a little bit of, you know, tweaking with the modern uh, methods. I think that that's where the value will get delivered.
0: Yeah, so that even makes uh, my next question absolutely relevant because, you know, another question which was quite common from some of the, my regular listeners is that the, you know, till some years ago, it was quite, quite okay to do your MBA after your graduation or maybe one or two years after your education. and But increasingly quite a few people are actually students or mid-career professors are now considering MBA. It's not a new trend, but it is still very strong, right? So is, is a mid-career MBA a good idea? People with, let's say, you know, 10 years experience or something like that, should they consider an MBA? Should it be full-time or part-time? What is your view as a, as a person who's been in the management education field for a long time? What's your view on this?
1: I think that as you, as you have said, I think there is no time, you know, when you can, you know, when you can enhance your knowledge So I think that even a person who's 10 years, 12 years in the industry, I think it's important for him today, the pace of knowledge obsolescence, you know, the danger of knowledge obsolescence is so high that it is very important for a mid-career professional to, you know, enhance his knowledge and his skills. Now, whether you want to do a full-time MBA at that point in your life, or you want to do a part-time or an online, that I think a lot of it is driven, the decision is driven by the circumstances of the individual. Are you able to take that, you know, break in a career with this, you know, economic, obviously, you know, you'll have to take a sabbatical and a salary break and all that. If you're able to afford such type of break, then there's nothing like a full-time MBA. But otherwise, I think uh, a part-time or an online MBA would be really very good. Or maybe even picking up subjects that you believe, you know, require a little more study. Like, for example, subjects like analytics. And, you know, even subjects like emotional intelligence and things like that. I mean, these are the big things today, you know. So I think it's for the individual to decide. Today, I think people are spoiled for choice. All types of, uh, you know, options are available, which were not available during our time, if you remember. You know, So today yeah. people have choices, people have opportunities, and I think they should be judicious in exercising their choices. But I, I would believe that learning is a lifelong process. And, you know... There is no question that you should not be learning something new and why should you not learn something it is important and it is important even i think forget forget the knowledge obsolescence even to hold your job i think you need the new skills and the new knowledge base you know so it's become very very important
0: correct i think yeah so you know quite a few people i have met you know during hiring process or you know friends and colleagues who have made the choice of doing a mid-career mba and most of them have quite come back and said that look it was probably better that we did it now than maybe at the beginning of our career so so uh, of course these are you know you know uh, only a few people but i don't have statistics from a industry point of view but but there is a trend right? so fair enough and and we're moving on so there is always a gap in terms of skill sets and attitudes of employees in an organization you know we we always have this and, and i've seen that as a, as a person in corporate for a long time now, that fresh MBA versus established employees, right? So there's always this battle that somebody who's just out of MBA maybe has one or two years of previous experience and uh, is either preferred or not preferred sometimes to established employees. So first of all, you know, do you see this uh, often with your students, with companies that you, you know, talk to for hiring? And how can organizations make the best use of these freshly educated MBAs. So this question is more from the other side, that people who are hiring, when they hire fresh MBAs, what can they do to make the best use of the the freshly minted MBAs?
1: I do believe that, you know, see with the pace of disruption and competition that's happening in the environment, I think every organization needs fresh energy, fresh energy into their organization. And you know, I do also believe that at the intersection of this fresh energy and matured experience that is there already within the company, now that's where innovation will happen. And all companies mm-hmm. today are looking for innovation. And uh, the fresh minds are the ones who are able to provide these ideas. Maybe they're not able to conceptualize it fully and implement it. Now that's where the, you know, the, the matured employees and you know, the experienced employees will come into the uh, picture. But I believe that, you know, you have everywhere there is an intergenerational gap because technology is one which has ensured that there is so much of, you know, gap between the different generations. But it is important for uh, the well-established employees in the organization to have open mind and to recognize that fresh energy is not a threat. In fact, it can be an opportunity to create something absolutely new and out of the box. And today, every organization needs such uh, fresh thinking. And fresh, unbiased minds, you know, so I mean, it's, I mean, if there is a resistance to change, then it is stagnation for the organization. So everybody has to come forward and, you know, recognize that uh, there are people, youngsters who are coming in with fresh education, fresh confidence, fresh ideas. I think uh, it is for the uh, well-established employees to recognize this and, you know, pick up these opportunities and try to innovate because that's where innovation really would happen.
0: No, absolutely. I think, I think well said and having led uh, large teams, which included both experienced people and uh, fresh MBAs, I, I can see the point that you're making is that there is definitely a certain energy, enthusiasm, enterprise that uh, MBA student or recently minted MBA student brings. It brings, And then if, if we can manage to merge the two, the experience and still- the energy and enthusiasm, I think the challenge is therefore on the corporate side as well, that we need um, fresh thinking. We need the fresh energy and enterprise, but we also need the experience of the well-experienced people to make the, the whole thing click. Fair enough. So yeah, so some of, some of the current students, this came from some of your students as well, ma'am, is that, you know, MBA and let's take the regular two year thing, regular two the first year, of course is has its own pace, and you know things move quite fast and and then some adjust, some don't, some take time, some don't and and all that towards the first two, three months of the second year, it starts to dawn upon everybody that at the end of this year we need a job, and probably or hopefully before the end of the year because you That's don't right. want to wait till the last day of the institute or or your tenure in the institute to find one and i did but but not everybody has to so what would be your tips on you know for students who are currently doing mba and since this show will go out and it will also be available on you know youtube and linkedin later on so anybody can watch this later on as well any tips on uh, current students who are in second year getting closer to the end of the second year approaching the hiring process because hiring is the most tangible outcome of the whole process so what tips would you give to your current students
1: i think the the tip that i can give you you know is that you should have your focus clear i mean you know today what we see among the youngsters is a mad rush for a package so-called salary you know but i think what's important is the profile of the job how rich is the job what is the learning and exposure that you you know will get at the job so it's not sometimes there are well-established companies which give very good profiles, but which may not give good packages, you know? And Mm. I think it is important that, you know, if you're, it's no longer about a job, I think it's about a career, you know? And if you're planning a career, I think you to, for you, for the student to identify the right path is very important. Maybe at the beginning, it may be a little low paying, but if you're a good uh, professional, I think you can just pick up. Like many of these sectors, you know, in the beginning, they do give a little less salary. But that does not mean that, you know, it is not the end of the world. So we have to give ourselves a little bit of that time, a little bit of that cushion rather than getting so stressed out. And, you know, and just focusing on a job. I think it's no longer a job. It's a career. It's a passion. What is it that you're wanting to do in life? You know, and give yourself time. I mean, every, I mean, when you plant a seed, it takes time to grow. I mean, I can't just, you know, I mean, you have to water the seed every day so that it grows into a plant or into a tree. But I can't have these things happening every, I mean, it can't just happen overnight. There is an incubation time, there is a growth time, there is a maturity understanding time. I think we need to give ourselves that little bit of cushion rather than just running after a package and something. I think uh, that is something which... uh, the unfortunately, the young uh, generation is just looking at packages. I think that's a little
0: yeah. And I, I have seen certainly quite a few people, me included, who have made up later on in their career for the yeah. early seemingly unglamorous choice that we made. Right? right. So if if you stay the course, if you if you invest your next few years also in further sharpening your skill set and you know education, then there is a flywheel effect which comes into you know action later on and i think some of what you had said earlier professor that um, use your two years to build an all round personality rather than a, you know somebody who knows what is in the books and you know classes that will come extremely handy and i have seen quite a few slightly all round personalities you know doing really really well not just in the interviews but also subsequently in the in their career so one Tip, if I may add to what Professor said, is that uh, use your first year really well. Do all the extracurricular stuff that you can do. Make friends, make your network, you know, build, invest in yourself, get better at things. I have known people who were not good at spoken English. They invested time in improving that. I have known people who were not good at a stage. They couldn't speak um, to save their life, me included, we are now um, doing fairly well because we invested in that time. So the same message is for students today is that use this for more than the classroom education that you get. Exactly. Okay. So we will quickly, uh, you know, take some questions. I'm, I've noted some questions that have come in, which, which are on themes that we haven't covered, but before that, uh, Professor, you know, what are you reading these days? You know, what books or, you know, what would you advise um, or recommend to your, or to the audience today? You know, anything top of the mind, what you are reading and what you might want to recommend to the audience. And then we'll get into some audience questions.
1: That's right. I think, you know, I mean, uh, one good habit that I have picked up is, is reading. And I read across, you know, I, I love to read the newspaper, maybe the editorial section. And I read the speaking tree and all. But some of the books that are uh, being an academic administrator, one book that uh, really uh, caught my attention, there is a, it's a 1983 book, actually, which I just came across when I was doing the Google search. And that is a book by Howard Gardner. And it is on uh, the frames of mind. And he talks about the theory of multiple intelligences. Now, in hmm. that uh, in book, you know, he has identified eight type of intelligences. So he says there are some people who are good in, you know, visual interpretation. There are some people who are good in math. Some people who are good in sports and things like that, you know. So that really uh, caught my attention and I'm reading it very keenly now because I do believe our education system is a very assembly line sort of education, you know. But if we want to uh, create a real value for the students, I think we need to recognize that there are people, different humans, beings have different intelligence types, you know. And so can we, uh, you know, tailor educational programs for such individuals? So that's something which really caught my fancy. And uh, there is another interesting concept that I've been reading again, while I was Google searching, I came across this and that's the Abilene paradox. You know, that is, Mm. you can just search. It is about decision-making, you know, and it is about how, you know, sometimes, you know, in the organization, the culture is such that people tend to agree, even they want to privately disagree so that decision making and you know these things really caught my attention of late i think they are more relevant today because you know in the VUCA world the highly disruptive and competitive world i think the role of leadership and way the way decisions are made how they impact individuals i think these are all things that really need to be uh, looked into you know i mean these is something which really caught my attention
0: sure and if i can summarize some of what you said and we are almost towards the closing but one thing is that in if we are responsible for our own education during the mba as a candidate as a student then we can make the most of it and the same ticket that we bought like everybody else can take us on a cruise on a spaceship while others could be on a you know much pedestrian uh, journey so it, it all boils down again also to the enterprise and energy and enthusiasm and you know the what what the student candidate can do and the That's best thing at least i have uh, understood in some years is that a good mba always you know you learn how to learn and that, that is even more important that you know in two years or whatever you know you, even if you do one year is not the end of your learning you will learn how to learn throughout your career and that will never leave you uh, as a candidate so with that ma'am um, If you have any closing comments, we can close and of course, over to you. I
1: think it was wonderful uh, speaking to you, Anshuman, today. And uh, thank you for giving me this opportunity. And uh, you are one of our illustrious alumnus. And I wish you the very best. And I'm sure you are a good role model to all the young students in various institutions. So I wish all my students and all the incoming students the very best and we are all in it together. I mean, that's one thing, you know, it's not that, you know, we are not, the teachers are not sitting on a platform today, looking down at the students. We are all in it together and we are trying to deliver value. And that's our commitment.
0: Sure. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, and thanks for your kind words. Always a pleasure talking to you and anybody from the Institute. So friends, this brings our episode to an end. I hope you like this show. If you did, you know, please spread the word on LinkedIn and Twitter and YouTube and, and do subscribe to the channel so that you can see the previous episodes and future episodes. I keep bringing, you know, professors, consultants, authors, trainers who are intimately connected to the theme of Manage Better. Manage Better is my two word mission for, the, for my life is that all of us can better get better and wherever we land, irrespective of how we start, what we had, what ticket we got in life, we can still get better, right? And, and yeah. irrespective respect to where, what journey we are handed, what cards we are handed, everything, we can still get better, right? So that's the theme. And some of you have asked who's the next guest. So the next guest is on 18th of February, slightly late for India uh, time at 10 p.m. IST live. The guest is extremely, Interesting. Paula Rizzo. Paula Rizzo is a globally acclaimed media coach and author on using checklists for becoming better. She has authored two best-selling books, global best-selling books, and uh, on on using checklists. Extremely highly regarded global professional on productivity, personal productivity. Uh, check her on uh, LinkedIn. She has some of the mm-hmm. highest-selling uh, courses on LinkedIn as well. I am sure that it would be an extremely useful episode. So with that uh, a reminder, 18th February, 10 p.m. IST, India Standard Time. See you then. Till then, manage better. And thank you, everyone.